Welcome back. Um, for tonight, just kind of want to share uh, about God's redemptive plan for those who are out there who are broken characters, who are searching for or not even searching for something for God. You don't even know that you're looking, but you're looking. There are so many people out there right now who are in need of something greater than themselves. Something that can steer them in a direction they never thought possible. When I stop and I think about all the people that I've met in my life and the impact that, that many people have made in my life, I can faintly grasp the concept of a greater calling. I think it's something that all ministers struggle with and all people wish they had. I'm not saying that ministers are better than all people, but they tend to dive deeper into the things that God puts in front of them. They tend to try to apply these words that are written down in this book. Many people do too. I'm not saying that they don't. But I've definitely seen a difference in lifestyles with the people that I traveled with anyhow and the people that have, you know, talked about a lifestyle that they know or don't truly know. It's very easy to kind of get wrapped up in ourselves. Um, as I sit here this evening, I, I know many of you, and not many of you, but just those of you who are listening along and following what I'm doing will notice that my other episodes are gone. And it's not because I don't like them. It's because when I, uh, when I listen back on them, I'm just kind of thinking about what I want to say and how I said something or, you know, my preparation wasn't there or whatever, right? It's, it's, I have a very busy mind. My mind travels all kinds of places. So what I've come down to is that God has got this redemptive plan for those people out there who are just broken characters. And then I'm drawn to Paul and I'm drawn to Romans because Paul is a vindicated character by God's 
grace, by God's mercy, by God's divine intervention on, on, on the Damascus Road. And then he writes to the Church of Rome with salvation and righteousness for all of humankind in mind. That's the kind of character I enjoy looking at. He didn't come from some perfect background, and, and none of the disciples do, don't get me wrong. They all are broken in their own way. But Paul has got a lot of a lot hanging over him. Uh, the blood of the martyrs, uh, Stephen. He didn't throw the rocks, but he sat there with an approving heart. We all know that if you murder in your heart, you murder in your outward. So he was as guilty of the murder as those men standing there as the men who committed the murder themselves. Paul is a broken man. But he has a redemptive story and a redemptive mission at hand. He wants to reach out and, and show people that redemption is the way. He understands what it means to be lost. doesn't mean you have to stay there forever. I, this is so applicable to who we are today. I think a lot of times we think of life in a very A to B kind of, you know, mentality, get up, go to work, make the money, pay the bills, you know, do your best with family, do your best with, with, with whatever you, you have going on in your life, right? Some of us, this is more complicated. Some of us, this is way more simple. We need to realize that from above, when God sees us, he doesn't see things from A to B. He sees things from beginning to end and every step along the way. And he intervenes for us when it's time for us to do this. And that's one of the things that I love when I'm looking at Paul's life, because from the very beginning, Paul seems to have, if you were a common Jewish kid, he was born uh, as a Roman citizen. He was born into a good, like a like a family that was going to give him the opportunities. I don't want to say a good family because that's not known. But he was born into a place where he would have opportunities coming from a line of Pharisees, conservative Pharisees. He was given a good education. He was sent to like a... a an esteemed school and tutored and mentored by an esteemed teacher. Um, he, he had all these things. He was given all these things. And, and from a very like, like realistic perspective, he was on his way. He was on his way to becoming very successful. He became a Pharisee. He was on board with the persecution of these, uh, upstarts, these Christians. Um, he knew all the right people. He had all the right connections. He knew all the right words. He was studied. But he could not. He couldn't do. He, 
he could not understand God's plan at that time. Not until he met him on his way to Damascus with the warrants out for the Christians. Right? He 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 was doing his job until Christ stopped him. Boom. Then all everything fell apart. His whole life fell apart. All of his friends were gone. His his education really didn't need squat. Not in the sense that he could use it to gain any position anymore because that disappeared underneath his feet. He started following a man who didn't search for position, where the best position you could have is to serve others. He started following Jesus's path. And so the other, even the other Christians didn't initially trust him because, I mean, this guy was going around dragging people to jail and persecuting the church and all this stuff. So God redeems him. He's in a lot of trouble now. And when we look at our lives, some of us, not all of us, but some of us have more extreme values and we've been taken from those extreme values and brought into the value of Jesus Christ and then had to let go of some. Some people can relate to that. Some people can relate to murder. Some people can relate to um, the loss of position, the loss of maybe even family. Paul sacrifices a lot here. I don't know what his family relations were. I don't think it's talked about all that much. But I'm sure there was some strain there if he came from a line of Pharisees and was mentored and brought up in this. But so, but what Paul does do is that he can use this education. He can use this, um, this lifestyle that he's learned, and he can apply it in the same, if not more... Uh, zealous way for Christ now. See, so he kind of understands structure maybe a little more than the other apostles. He understands education maybe a more maybe more than the other apostles. And he kind of he kind of he gets how you kind of in, indoctrinate people in a certain sense where it's like no people really need to learn foundational stuff which leads him to write uh, this book of, of, of Romans, right, which is basically a big theological essay that has a lot of foundational rules of how we should treat one another, how we should let go certain things, and how we should kind of get over ourselves because we are all sinners, though we shouldn't continue to sin. But we have to acknowledge this. And he kind of talks about traditional things and not He's the perfect person to kind of breach this gap because he's both a Roman and a Jew. And he's also saved by God's redemptive grace, but he's also condemned by his own sin in the past. So he understands what it, what it means and what it feels like to come out of something that's not necessarily wonderful. And all the other disciples have that experience. That, that ex, not that exact experience, but have a similar experience. Many of them came from backgrounds and places that might not be exactly desirable. 
but he also has a hard time making friends, right? So some, some scholars believe that Paul was not as uh, eloquent a speaker as he was a writer. So he was way better at writing than he was at speaking. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. So, but Paul lays down such wonderful things in Romans. It's stuff like, don't get hung up on your traditions. Don't get hung up on your religion. What better person to say that than someone who was basically, you know, a Pharisee of Pharisees telling you, you got to let that stuff go. It's not going to save you. There's a lesson for us today in a lot of ways. Don't get hung up on things like that. If you're at a so what I'm going to say, I don't care what church you're at. If you're at a church and you truly know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, follow Jesus wherever he leads you. Don't let the religion kind of control who you are. Right? Let relationship guide you. Relationships are really important. Paul's a big, big advocate for relationships. He's not a big advocate for religion. He's also not a big advocate of cultural divide. Don't let your culture dictate your person. Of course, he's going to know all about this because he came from a deep culture. And he had to let go of that culture because his religion was ingrained with his culture. I'm not saying he let go of every little single, single thing, but he let go of the thing that caused the divide between him and other people, right? Tradition can be dangerous if it causes division. He addresses these kinds of things and he talks about, uh, for instance, uh, the outward circumcision where he basically says, you know, that's, that's whatever. It's about inwardly circumcising the heart. He, he wants people to kind of grasp the idea that if you can kind of get on board with getting around each other and supporting one another and, and focusing on the things of God instead of focusing on the things that we create with our hands and, and that we can have faith then we can be a part of God's narrative and then God can do what he wants. He can transform an entire nation. So Rome, Romans, is, is that's kind of like his, I don't want to say it's a jump off point, but it's definitely an important theme throughout the book is this salvation, righteousness for all of mankind. He's looking at the world, not just that little church. He wants to set it on fire so much that they can influence and impact the world. And God still wants to do this even today. And I think what happens is, is we just get wrapped up in ourselves. You know, we, we forget about God's redemptive plan for broken characters out there. But maybe God's got a broken character on your path that needs to have, needs to have some redemptive know encounter with God he needs to he needs you to be praying or she needs you to be praying for them this is important you know it, it it's it's 
it's good that we understand, you know, we need to read the Bible and, and we need to apply the lessons to our life, which is fantastic. But applying the lessons to your life really isn't all that easy. And I know that because you could meet one person one day and have a great rapport with them, and then the next day it could just completely go out the window. Where you, you like, there's nothing in the world that you could do to try to get back ground. You know, because we can make all of these kinds of ideas or thoughts in our head kind of bigger than what they are. And then when, when, when it comes right down to where the metal hits the meat, when you're in the trench, when you're fighting the battle, all of a sudden you, you lose the, you, you start losing the momentum because you weren't prepared for that. And that's a very, that's a very, uh, that's a very hard place. I believe Paul knew that because Paul served in those trenches. He went to jail for his faith. He was beaten for his faith. He was um, broken in his body. And I'm sure there were times where he was very lonely in jail. I know for certain there are times where he missed the people that he was, you know, kind of trying to build up. And he was writing letters out to them. And he did have a pretty nice jail in Rome. Oh, he was more like under house arrest. But he do he did know what a dungeon felt like. Yeah. Right. And he did know what it felt like to stand before the emperor and have uh, to, he was first, you know, kind of banished. And then when he broke that, that rule to go on his fourth missionary trip, he was then brought back to Rome and had his head cut off. And that was a, a mercy because he was a Roman citizen. He couldn't be tortured to death. He had to be tried and then he had to be executed as a citizen. So I find it fascinating to look at this and go, this is, this is a character God decided to use and, and to make uh, an example for other people. His lessons should be entrenched in our hearts as we go out to the, to the unsaved world. His message for the church was to realize your faults, move on from them, get along with one another, go and turn the world upside down. Basically, that's Jesus' same message reiterated, what he did with the disciples. Same message, because that's what Paul was. God forbid I preach anything other than Christ and him crucified. That's who we are. When I see the places I've been, and if you didn't look at people through the idea of Christ and him crucified, you'd never be there, or you won't last there for very long. Because it's you have to become a bond servant. And that's one of my favorite, uh, it's right at Ch Romans chapter 1, verse 1 servant of Christ or a slave to Christ. When you're a slave, you don't get to choose where you go. You just go where your master tells you to go. 
you do what your master tells you to do. But we don't serve man. We serve Christ. So Christ takes us by our hand and tells us where to go. And how does he do that? Well, he does it through his word, which is so important. How many broken characters do you know? I know a whole bunch. How does God want us to treat broken characters? With grace and mercy. Why? Because the broken character you're talking to today could change the world tomorrow. Pastor Brad used to always tell me this. You know, the person that we feed today may not be here tomorrow. Well, take that a step further. The person that you don't pray for today may never develop the gift that God is in store for them tomorrow and may not change the world. Yes, you got to feed them, but you also got to pray for them. It's important that we nourish the body and the spirit. When we were sinners, there were people out there praying for us that we would see the light, that God would keep us safe. Pray for the broken characters that you're around. Pray that God would redeem them and that their story of redemption would help to change others. We don't know where they've been or what they've come through, but it is important that we remember that many of the great narratives in the Bible, many of the great letters that were written by Paul, and the other disciples were all written by extremely broken people who may not make our lists, but they made God's lists. That's all that matters. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. I don't know, give or take, um, but hopefully you enjoy it. I pray God blesses you and that he watches over you. Um, I pray that God puts on your path someone who needs prayer, someone who's broken, and that through prayer that God will meet with them. I thank you all for listening. Have a good night. God bless.